coming up, I'm going to be talking about how many people are estimated to be sharing their Disney Plus accounts. I'll be talking about the ads on Disney Plus and much more. But before we go any further, make sure you do hit that subscribe button to keep up with the latest Disney Plus news. So as we all know, Hi everyone, it's Roger here from what's on at DisneyPlus.com. It's time for a quick Disney Plus News Roundup. Let's start off talking about account sharing. And obviously Disney are going to be doing a big crackdown on how many people share their accounts. Now Netflix has had a huge success earlier this year where it's been able to get in millions of more subscribers because they've been doing a big crackdown. A lot of people were like, no, 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 I'm not going to you know, subscribe. I'm, they're going to lose it. They're going to lose millions of subscribers. No, they went the exact opposite way. Unsurprisingly, the other streaming services are going to be doing the same thing. Disney Plus is going to be doing this. Like I previously spoke about uh, the crackdown at previous investors' calls, and we've also started seeing emails going out to subscribers in many countries, including here in the UK and in Canada, with a little wording in there that, you know, you can't share your account outside of your household. Um, this is all probably going to start kicking in much more next month when the ad tier launches. I'm here in Europe and also in Canada kind of lines up with what they're doing. The key way they're going to be doing this as well is through the concurrent stream system. So at the minute, ever since Disney Plus existed, you could have four people watching at any given time. However, Disney really wasn't enforcing this and it was kind of being abused a bit. So they're going to be enforcing that rule more. But also more importantly, the ads tier only allows you to have two people watching at once. And also next week, there's going to be a brand new tier introduced called Standard. So it's basically without ads, but you can only watch on two screens at once. You also don't get um, 4K and some Dolby Atmos. So that's a slightly cheaper version, but it's essentially the same price as what we've got now. It's all going to be a little bit complicated, but once we get the ad tier, you're going to have three different tiers. So they're going to get around that with this concurrent system. I think that's the main way. They're also going to be checking your IP address, seeing if you're on the device, probably getting prompting you to like log in and stuff a little bit more regularly. So Disney are expecting to get more subscribers from this as they start pushing people to um, stop sharing their account. Now, you can see this from two points of view. Um, the streaming services have been very lax about kind of sort of enforcing this and almost in some ways encourage people to do so because that was the thing. But now they're looking for profit. They are now looking to get this sorted. Now, according to some new information from data analyst Kantar, they have said that up to 30% of Disney Plus subscribers are actually sharing their account. Now, that's pr actually a little bit less than I thought. It might have been a little bit higher. Um, you know, I, I know I was, but um, this is kind of a situation of, you know, they are expecting to have a big boost of people moving over. How kind of strict Disney are and how much they enforce this is going to be hard to know. Their idea aim really is to get the people that are sharing their accounts to move over onto probably the ad tier one because that's going to be the cheapest one. Um, I think that probably is why we're probably seeing it more happen um, like internationally first where they can test it a little bit more. You know, they've already been doing this um, in other countries as well. But yeah, I suspect it will also follow through into the US as well at some point. So obviously in terms of like sharing households, um, now this is where it gets a little bit tricky for me. I think it's very much along the lines of if your um, if your adult kid has gone off to university, I can see why you might be thinking, well, they're actually still registered as a um, someone that lives at your house, and that's where they live most of the year. But they're there a little bit. That's a little bit complicated. There's also um, some other situations. For example, maybe you have got two parents that have split up, and you know one of them is paying for Disney Plus, and the kids can use it at the other house. You know, you're kind of at that point of thinking, well, that kind of seems like reasonable in some respects because you know it's just the one family and they're sharing it that to me if you're sharing it with your kids like that that's, I kind of don't see a problem with that but 
the way I think Disney look at it is basically if you've got a house or a flat or whatever it is, that needs a subscription service and that needs to be paying for it. So essentially they want two. Now whether or not people will do this, I don't know. I think there is going to be some little bit of a pushback on how much they enforce it. There's other questions as well. Uh, people go, well I work away a lot, you know, is it going to start flagging it up? Now I would say if you're going away and you're traveling and stuff, you're probably going to get prompted for passwords and stuff a little bit more um, regularly, which isn't a bad thing. Um, yeah, if you're away for a couple of weeks at a time, I can't see how that's an issue. Maybe you've, you're in hospital and you're using your iPad, but that would be your device, which would be registered to your house. It's very interesting. I think, you know, they've got to do that fine line of where, you know, it is you that are using your account properly. And if you are someone abusing it, I think it's very easy to tell if they've got um, an IP address that is registering at two streams consistently every day for weeks and weeks, maybe months, in two different locations. It's not hard to realize then that something's not quite right with this here. Depends on the device and all the rest of it. It's a big smart TV, maybe that, you know, that's where they can start tracking now. And I think they're gonna start doing it slowly. I can't see them going you know, head in, like trying to annoy people because that's not good either, but they want those subscribers. But if 30% of people are sharing, when you think of it, you know, 150 million, a third of that, that's close to 50 million subscribers that, that aren't necessarily paying for it, that they could boost, if they got all of them, that could push them up to 200. So you can see why there is that big thing. I don't think they'd, they'd manage to do so. But yeah, so I, I thought the 30%, it, was, it wasn't a huge surprise. I was actually surprised it wasn't a little bit higher, but all the streaming services are gonna be fighting with this. They're all gonna be doing it. They all want you paying. It's, I think in some way this is where like Disney's probably going to benefit with the idea of doing the bundling like with cable networks and you know, internet providers and phone providers where more people are going to have access to it. Um, you know, that is a way of giving out the, the ad tier to more people. So that's definitely, I think, something that's interesting. But let us know. Do you share your account? I, have you spoken to the person that you share your account with and warned them that this might not be able to carry on much longer? Because that's always a difficult conversation. Maybe you share it. Maybe one of you subscribes to Max and the other one subscribes to Disney Plus or Amazon and you share it. You know, those things are all going to become very difficult. We've seen what's happened with Netflix, but let me know in the comments below. Now, speaking of adverts, Samba TV has recently done a survey where they asked 2,500 people about their habits with streaming and with regards to ad tiers. And it looks like millennials are the prime target for the streaming services because they are much more likely to have a streaming service with ads because essentially they grew up on cable TV with ads and also more importantly they are cheaper options. And I definitely feel like with millennials, most of them, you know, you've got like people that are parents, people, you know, they've got homes. Money's a little bit tighter and therefore having um, an ad supported tier is much cheaper and just being able to sit through the ads is not seen as a big issue. Um, apparently 68% of people in the uh, survey have said that you know they would downgrade. Um, you know, we're really seeing now more and more people that are signing up going onto the ad tier. Disney's had a huge success with Hulu with this, about 90% of their subscribers to Hulu are on the ad supported tier and they're going to try and get as many of them over onto the Disney Plus version as well and that's why they're really pushing it. All the streaming services have realised that's where the money is, they can make much more money from basically double dipping, getting money from subscribers and from advertisers. And that's why you're really seeing those prices on the um, ad free versions really jumping up. They're just going up yearly and they're just going up and up and up. Meanwhile, the cheaper option is, you know, just staying where it is. I mean, next week here in the UK and across Europe and in Canada, we're going to be getting the ad tier launching. It's going to be like $4.99 here in the UK for Disney Plus with ads. 
that is really cheap and that is definitely going to get people to drop down it's also going to bring in a lot of other people as well so i think that is the plan really and we're going to see more and more of this and when you look at the different prices of all these different streaming services, when you put them all together, you know, if you think like if you've got three or five or if six different streaming services, those extra dollars each month can add up. You know, if you had the ad free version for all of them, you're going to be paying probably treble of what you would be paying is if you had the ad supported one. Now, I do think you might jump around a little bit, maybe one that you don't watch as much, maybe you'll tolerate the ads on. And then on the one that you watch the most, you might be like, okay, I don't want to watch ads on that one. So there's different options available. But yeah, it definitely feels like um, millennials seem to be quite happy to watch uh, streaming with ads because it's cheaper. Um, I do wonder what's going to happen with the next generation coming up, the Gen Z and below, because they've kind of grown up in the world of streaming where they haven't had to sit through it ads in the same way and they get more frustrated with it. However, money's all going to come down to it. And obviously those that have a bit more money will want to go with the ad free version. But I think we are definitely going to see more ads. I think the, the, the good old days of ad free streaming are definitely going to become much and much less frequent. And yeah, we're all going to just be watching more ads. But definitely looks like according to this data that the age group that they're targeting right now seems to be quite happy with taking the ads as long as it's a lot cheaper. But let us know, would you accept ads? If the uh, subscription service is much cheaper, let us know in the comments below. Moving on from there, let's now talk about what's new on Disney Plus today. So the big new release is Avengers Code Red. So this is a new Lego animated special, about 40 plus minutes long. I haven't watched it yet. I'm going to watch it over the weekend. Um, to be honest, I just wanted to watch Loki this morning, but I'm going to get into Loki in a minute. Um, also today, a new um, Explore episode was added on Disney Plus in the US and Canada and also in Australia. In here in the UK, it goes to linear first. It'll be a while before we get it. But yeah, so those are the ones. We've also got a new episode of Goosebumps. I'm, I'll be honest, I've slightly slipped a little bit behind. I've been watching some other stuff. Um, so I need to catch up on that again. I've got a, got a load of stuff I need to watch this weekend. So loads of great stuff. But let's talk a little bit now about Loki. For warning, I'm gonna be going into some spoilers. So if you've not seen the episode yet, um, skip to the next chapter. Um, I really loved this episode. I thought it was great. Um, it was a little bit slower, kind of getting getting pace, you know, setting up some of the things of what's been going on and where we're getting to. There's a couple of key moments in this episode that I loved. First off, the whole thing with the shrinking box and them kind of just basically crushing all of the Minutemen. Um, I mean, we knew that this, this that box was going to come into play at some point because they set it up earlier in an episode. I love the fact as well that it didn't show anything. You could hear them being squished and you could hear the screams and you could see their facial expressions as well. I thought that really kind of showed it and especially but the big one, Miss Minute's face when she saw it and just the pure glee and enjoyment out of watching it. I mean, she's, I think, to become like one of the top villains in the MCU right now. She is evil. Um, I love that bit. There was also the whole other thing as well with... Um, Victor Timely kind of going out to try and help and then just kind of spaghettiing and just being ripped apart. Now the question is, is has he, is he gone or has he been teleported to another um, time? Is he been put back together somewhere else? You know, is it like time slipping like with Loki? Um, I'm not sure. I wouldn't necessarily automatically assume he's completely gone. Um, yeah, it's, I don't know. It was definitely, definitely wasn't expecting that. And then that end bit, with a big, big explosion and it just going black. And yeah, what's happening next episode? Who knows? 
got no idea what's happening next with this with this series, and I'm loving it. Loving the idea that we're going into this next episode, the last two ones, and we do not know where the story's going. Now, obviously, I think we can look at the fact that they're setting up Secret Wars and Kang Dynasty and more multiverse. We know phases four, five, and six of the multiverse saga. So we know they have to survive. We know it's not the, M the end of the MCU in this episode because there's still two more episodes and we've got the Marvels and all the rest of it. So we, But really enjoyed it. Really thought it was good. Um, I'm really enjoying this season. It's a little bit more time travelly in terms of like a little bit Doctor Who-y. Um, I'm loving all that. It's a little bit... I'm loving the fact that they keep throwing back to what Loki was like before it, telling stories about him being a god and having special powers and stuff. Because it felt sometimes that that got a little bit lost in the first season. But I'm really enjoying it. I I'm, I think this is, again, just a really great show. It's easily one of my favourite Disney Plus shows that's been out this year. Really enjoying it. Loving it. But let us know what you thought of the latest episode of Loki in the comments below. In our comment of the day, which comes from Ballet Law, who says, Do you think that Marvel Unlimited should be added to Disney Plus under the Marvel Hub? an interesting question. As someone that has subscribed on and off to Marvel Unlimited, I kind of get it for a little bit and then I kind of realise I'm not using enough and I kind of get off of it. I do enjoy reading comics through this system. I think it works pretty well. It's kind of, definitely if you've got an iPad and stuff, not so good on your phone and stuff. It's a little bit too small. Um, I think the idea of putting it into Disney Plus is very interesting. Now we saw DC did something similar with their system and it kind of flopped and it didn't work. Um, I think in some ways keeping them separate is good because the trouble is, is if you put Marvel Unlimited in with Disney Plus, you're then charging everybody for it and that's going to push up the price. If it was just a couple of dollars or whatever it was, it's additional cost onto people that maybe have got no interest into comics. So the thing is with comics, it has a much smaller audience than television. I mean, it's tiny in um, comparison. I think it's a good offer. I would like to see them maybe do a deal where, you know, maybe you get like Marvel Unlimited cheaper if you got it. But I think in some ways they are very different and I think keeping them separate is for the good thing, you know, like you keep your games and your music and your things, keep them all separate because you start bundling them together, the prices are just going to continue to um, go up. While we might be like, oh, there's a new comic, we'll check it out. How many people are just not even going to bother and it's just an extra cost? I think back to how Disney Life was here in the UK before Disney Plus launched. It was a streaming service that had books, games, uh, music, um, shows and films and stuff. And they ended up taking all the game stuff out because it was where they were able to take it from like $9.99 down to $4.99 by taking the games out. And he had kids books and stuff in there, but I never used the book section because it was all like kids books. It didn't really make a lot of sense. I actually really enjoyed the music section because I could listen to like Marvel and Star Wars soundtracks, which I, I like to do like when I'm doing videos and stuff and writing. It just helps me focus. Um, so I use that actually more than the TV series. So they have done this in the past, but they have found obviously that streaming services are better focused on one particular thing. And then Spotify is doing its thing. And I think Marvel Unlimited is doing the right thing for what it's doing. I think we're probably going to end up seeing a big cut in the amount of comics going forward anyway. I think, I personally think there's too many. I've always felt this. When I was at college and I used to go to the um, comic shop like probably like five, six times a week with my mate and he used to buy stuff all the time. And I used to buy little bits and pieces. And the sheer number of comics that are out and like I, you know, whenever I would get Marvel Unlimited, you know, be like, so there'll be so much stuff that you, and then you feel like you'd have to go back and 
it's quite overwhelming and I think having that in um, Disney Plus probably would be a little bit too much. I, I wouldn't mind it. I mean, I think I would probably use it and check out a comic or two a week or something like that. But again, that's additional costs um, and would that work out? I mean, you gotta look at it more. If it added a dollar per month to the subscriber um, price, how many people would be happy with that? I don't think a lot of people would be because they'd be like, I'm not using it. And I think that's the key thing. But let us know, would you like to see Marvel Unlimited added to Disney Plus? I'd love to hear your thoughts on that in the comments below. Remember to go check us out over at what's on at disneyplus.com. Like, follow and subscribe and I shall see you guys soon. Laters.